Ezra Perek Yud, 10th Perek. וכהתפלל לעזרא וכתוודתו בוחר מתנפל לפני בית האלוהים נקבצו אליו מישראל קהל רב מאוד אנשים בנשים וילדים כי בכו העם הרבה בכי. We left off from last Pedic hearing the unfortunate news that the leaders of Israel came to Ezra and had informed him that many of the Jews who had been in Israel in Yehuda building the temple had unfortunately violated the law of intermarriage. And many, many had intermarried with the women and the men that they were not supposed to be involved in. And when Ezra heard this news, he fasted, confessed, wept, bowed down in front of Bet Hashem. And as he cried, a kahal gadol, a large amount of people gathered around him and began to cry with him. ויען שחניה בן יחיאל מבני אלום, ויאמר לעזרא, אנחנו מעלנו באלוהינו, ונשב נשים נוכריות מעמי הארץ, ועתה יש מגווה לישראל על זאת. came שחניה, the son of Yechiel, from the house of Elam, and told to Ezra, We have sinned and we have betrayed God, for we have taken upon ourselves foreign wives, and have had children with them. But there is hope for Israel, Concerning this issue, But now, Ezra, let's make a covenant with God and remove from amongst us all the foreign women and the children that were born from them and go back to becoming strong in the ways of God. And so shall we do and fall on God's Torah. Kum! Get up, Ezra. Help us do this, because we will follow you. Ezra gets up from mourning and has all the leaders of Israel swear to this new covenant, and indeed they all swear. ויקום עזרא מלפני בית האלוהים, וילך אל נשקת יהונתן בן אלישיב, וילך שם לחם לא אכל ומים לא שתה, כי מתאבל על מעל הגולה. עזרא then gets up and goes to בית אלוהים, to the house of God, and he goes to the inner chambers, where there he sees יוחנן בן אלישיב, and he has gone there without, had, without have, have had eaten bread or drunk any water, because he was fasting for what was going on to the community in Galut. And he sent an announcement to all the Jews in Yehuda to come gather in Jerusalem. And all those who would not arrive into Jerusalem within the next three days under the advice of the leaders and the elders, their properties shall be seized and destroyed. And indeed, most of the people of Yehuda Benjamin did gather in Jerusalem within the three days. This is the ninth month, the 25th day of the month. And they all sat in the streets near the house of God. And they were all shivering and shaking 
from their fear for the sins they've committed, but also from the rains that were fallen during this winter months. And as they all gathered, Ezra tells them, You have all sinned against God by marrying foreign women. And now give thanks to God who has given you all what your wills have been. And separate yourself from the nations of this land and from the strange women. And they all together answered in a loud voice, Yes, Ezra, as you have spoken, so shall we do. However, we are outside in the rain, and we have no strength to do this outside. And the work you're giving us to do is a strong job to do, not for one day, not two days, because we have sinned and we have a lot to take care of. Let us please keep our leaders of our tribes here in Jerusalem. Let us go back to our cities and slowly come back here to Jerusalem with all the women who we have married and be judged by the judges here until we cleanse ourselves from all of the foreign people that we have married. So indeed, we hear that B'nai Israel, the Jews of Yehudah and Benjamin, are willing to cleanse themselves from this sin. It seems that Ezra, by just simply crying publicly, had aroused people's hearts to realize their mistakes. A lesson that we need to take in life, that sometimes it's not through our speeches or classes that we give, but more by the actions that we do ourselves that make people feel or understand what should be done right. So here, B'nai Israel, feel the pain of Ezra, realize how wrong they have been, and are now willing to voluntarily promise to God to clear themselves of this mistake. They asked Ezra to please stay in Jerusalem and to wait until they're able to bring their foreign wives to Jerusalem and divorce them and be judged accordingly. Chazal asked the question, how could Ezra threaten B'nai Israel to give them three days, and of which in three days, if they don't come, they will be destroyed? And the answer is, of course, that the Bet-Din has the right to impose laws upon Israel that can be followed through in order to bring peace and prosperity to Am Israel. So Israel is using this power to get B'nai Israel to quickly respond to, to this sin they've committed. Ach, Yonatan ben Asahel v'yachaziah ben Tigva amdu azot umshulam b'shabtai halvim azarum. However, Yonatan ben Asahel and Chaziah ben Tigva stood upon Ezra and went against him. And Meshulam and Shabtai the Levi helped them out. Here, Chachamim explains this can go either way. Either these four people here supported Ezra, and these were leaders of Am Yisrael, or these four leaders opposed Ezra's declaration, proclamation, promise, and cleansing of the nation, as they seem to be okay with B'nai Yisrael marrying out. And the Jews who were 
now living in Israel and Jerusalem, separated themselves from their women, came to Ezra, brought their leaders, and were now ready to begin judging B'nai Israel. And this began on the first day of the tenth month of the Yavesh's rule. And this continued all the way till the first day of the first month of the following year. And it was found out to be that the sons of the priests themselves had married foreign women. Amongst them was the son of Yeshaya, the son of Yitzhak, and his brothers, Masha and Eliezer, and Yarib, and Daliah. And they advised them to cast out their wives and the guilty ones and brought a ram as a guilt offering. And now the Sefer continues to give us names of all those who had transgressed this sin of intermarriage. We just heard the names of those who were the gatekeepers whose children had intermarried and also those who were the singers who also intermarried. So all those who had come in with the first wave, the Hamya, whether Bikwanim, Levi'im, Mishrurim, all of them were equally susceptible to the sin of intermarriage, and many of them had indeed transgressed that sin. All these are the ones who had taken foreign wives, and some of these wives that they had married, they had also bore children. To all these wives and their children, that B'nai Israel, with the help of Ezra, were kicked out from Israel. And as the Sefer ends, 
we can ask ourselves the question exactly how many people did indeed intermarry. Based on the numbers of the names that we just read, it wasn't that many. Yet its effect had a very deep scar on Ezra and population that were there. And to imagine that they were willing to make Teshuvah from such a severe crime, which was so emotionally attached because it wasn't just basically getting rid of you know, fake altars or eating kosher. It was basically alienating your wife and child that was not Jewish from your life. Yet Ezra was that powerful and that capable in his mission. It is probably for this reason that Ezra plays a very important role in our history. Ezra HaSofet, as we know, was the one that was instrumental in putting together the Sifrei Tanakh, putting together the Amidah as we have it today, writing Berachot, putting together many of the Halachot that keeps us united as nation till today. So if we had to summarize Ezra's donation to our history, we can say that Ezra really brought back Torah to Israel. It was through Ezra when he came into Israel that it was the Torah that he brought with him that he was able to proclaim the sins of B'nai Israel and have them make Teshuvah Shlema. So we owe a lot to Ezra and we still till today benefit a lot from what he has left us. Hazak Baruch on your siyum of Sefer Ezra.